life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. We're looking good. Give me a little sound, Jordan. Oh, yeah. Well, I turned uh, 50 back in August. You did yeah, not. You really? Did. I swear to God. Yeah, I swear to God. 50. Wow. Big five. I wanted nothing for my birthday. You look so young. Yeah, Thank definitely. You. Wow. My stepdaughters gave me uh, a bottle of Centrium Silver because it says, you know, for men, 50 plus on the bottle. It's like, now you can take it. I thought that was nice. What is it? It's a you know, it's like a daily like syndrome. Like, oh, it's, it's like daily vitamin. Oh, okay, yeah. Alcohol. I know. I'm like, is that tequila? Bottle <laughs> <laughs> service. You get some. But then when they said for fifty and over, I'm like, I don't think they make alcohol for <laughs> for fifty or over. Well, yeah, they do. Well, I hope so. I mean, in ten years, I'm it's fun be talking on the phone with people, and they're like, "Yeah, who's I talking to?" This young kid, and he goes, "Yeah, and we were um, we were shooting in this guy's house. It was like an old dude. He was like fifty two, and it's." We had to uh, ask him if we could put a light in the bedroom. I felt bad. I'm so old. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, thanks. 52 isn't old. But it's a beautiful thing about it. Because if ancient. you're 20, it sounds old. I went to Brian Callen. He said he was 47. I was just like, that just doesn't seem right. He's a good shape for 47. Yeah. But also, you're just like, oh, it's weird that we're all getting older. <laughs> I'm not depressed. Because as a comic, you always feel like you're 25. Because right. mentally, we're so immature. On that depressing thought, uh, thanks for tuning in. I should only in to, speak for myself. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to Road Stories Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. Coming to you from Valeriano Podcast Studios, part of All Things Comedy. Check out what's going on over there. Lots of fun stuff. Oh, have you seen Bill Burr's new special? Yes. I have not seen the special. Great. you got to check it out, man. It's on Netflix. Uh, I've been tweeting it, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great Hollywood thing. It's very supportive. I haven't seen it, but I've tweeted it. And I just saw him in you know, uh holding his own against Kevin Costner in Black or White, the new Mike Binder film. Oh, oh wow. Really? Mike Binder's got a new film out? Yeah, so he wrote and directed it. It's about uh, it's, it's Octavia Spencer is, is Grandma Wee Wee and Kevin Costner is Grandpa. And when the parents are all, when it's the biracial granddaughter has to choose where to live, mm -hmm. does she go to Compton or does she stay in Bel Air? And uh, Bill Burr plays one of the attorneys. Oh, wow, that's good. Uh, like a brother-like figure to Kevin Costner and holds his own dramatically. That's so awesome. Still adding the, the Bill Burr. I don't mm -hmm. know Bill Burr. Right, right. But I know it was by Breaking Bad, sure. his comedy, his podcast and everything. So uh, it's just, you feel so good when you see a, a stand-up comedian yeah. succeeding. Right, and yeah, Mike yeah. Binder was a successful stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah, definitely. Wrote and directed the motion picture. Black or White in that's theaters, so awesome. January 30th. I remember, yeah, what was that? Mike Binder had a couple of movies in the 90s that, like, really small ones. Cadillac but, Man was the... Oh, was he a Cadillac <laughs> Man? I was thinking, like, Across over the across the Bridge or well, something he directed like Cadillac Man. I don't okay. think he was in it. And it might have been a Patrick Dempsey... Uh, vehicle? Vehicle. <laughs> well, like, check out... Literally. It was a Cadillac, and he drove it. <laughs> <laughs> well, check out Bill Burr's special. Uh, you can get it on Netflix. and uh, Of course, he runs all things comedy. Him and Al Madrigal, they're doing really good stuff over there, so you got to... You gotta check it out. Uh, I'm really stoked to be part of that um, scene. I let my. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm zoning out here. I lent my mixing board to Mike Siegel to do a podcast, and the Bad idea. fucking knobs are off. So if I'm a little hot, oh. 
What's up? I anyway, know that guy. I'm just kidding. How can he return it with the knobs? <laughs> you know what? I'm a professional. Is that Jordan Brady? Jordan Brady joins us on the podcast today again. Thank you, Jordan, for coming out tonight. Thanks for today. Me back, Maureen. You paired me up with Jen. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> next to Jordan. Yeah, I only booked by Jays. So next yes. to Jordan is Jen Murphy Yay. coming back again. Thanks for having it's me been back. years since I've had you guys on. Uh, and thank you to the listeners uh, for the donations uh, provided bagels and uh, what Jen called baby waters. So. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're just. It's like you. They, I don't know how they spend the money for that plastic just to put in two sips of water. <laughs> There's more than two sips. As a matter of fact, Jordan, hand me one, would you please? <laughs> you know, well, you know what happens is I get... Some people can carry those around all day and not finish it, though, so I shouldn't judge. Well, yeah. My yeah. problem is I put a bottle to my mouth and I just guzzle it. This is just water, though. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't booze. <laughs> um, the thing was, I was getting regular bottles of water, and then somebody would take a sip and then leave it. Yeah, that happened and a lot then, too. And I and I just got I got and I wasn't gonna finish it because I know comics. I don't want to drink after them. So and I was feeling bad dumping the water down the drain and then throwing it in the. We got a road stories landfill going back there. That's so. one of my pet peeves: people that don't finish the bottle of water. Yeah, at the house though. And please don't correct me if I'm wrong because in my mind I think this works. I dump all the half or three quarter filled bottles of water. At the house, mm-hmm. with the kids and friends and everybody, sure. I put them in the coffee maker, thinking that the heating oh. of the water will distill the germs away. I thought you were going to say Brita. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad oh, idea maybe either. Brita. Coffee maker's a, a good idea, either. though. Yeah, yeah. The heat. You know, the boil that water up and reuse it. Doesn't it doesn't really boil, though, does it? No. If anything, you can't taste the disease. Right. It's just a very caffeinated disease. <laughs> French roast herpes. Right. Yeah, you're wide awake. I gotta admit, I'm a little tired this morning. It's 11 a.m. on a on a on a Saturday morning. Um, but so I thank you guys for coming over. I don't know. Did you work last night? I did, but not late. No. I had a show in uh, Thousand Oaks. Thousand Oaks. Thousand Oaks. At yeah. the Canyon Club. No, it was up at some civic center. Oh, well, look at me. Mm. That sounds yeah, big. Yeah, I know. People sat on folding chairs and everything. That's exactly what came to mind. Yes. But that means that they came out for, it wasn't like a, a normal comedy venue. This was a special show. Yeah, they when came out for sit, the comedy. Was yeah, when you they, sit in a folding chair for a comedy show, you're like, I want to be here. Yes. Was it a, were you opening for anybody or was it? No, it was just a show this girl puts together. Huh. What's it seat? Um, she probably had 75 or 80. Oh, that's not bad. It was a full room. Yeah? I mean, that's how many of the room held, so It's a yeah. very small civic center. She did a pretty good job. Well, no, the civic center had, like, a huge theater where they do plays and everything, and then this was, like, another side room. Oh, okay. That she, she just, set up. She didn't want to put any more comedy show. On. <laughs> <laughs> she could have put a few she more. She could put she only, but she's like, yeah, fuck it. She only has 75. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were the side show. <laughs> that's good, though. I like a small, intimate room. You know, one of those... You don't want those two thousand seaters. No. Oh, who wants that? Cash only comedy. bar. <laughs> was is the person who booked it? Is she a comedian as well? Yes. See, that's what I love. Yes, she so, is. I love that comedians put on comedy shows. Mm-hmm. Four walling a room, finding the venue, setting mm-hmm. up the folding chairs. Exactly. That's something that I mean. It's been in vogue now for the last decade. Sure. But um, I think that's a that's a great way to take charge of your own career mm-hmm. as a comedian. And some would say, well, wh- why would you want to screw with that stuff? Right. But I think it's a necessary 
part of it for some people. Was there now? When did you quote unquote retire from stand up? When did you make the change? Uh, in the early nineties. Okay. Yeah. Oh, was it that long? I yeah, thought it went into the late late nineties. Well, I did. I dabbled. Okay. But, uh, you know, I was working enough in television and film to to not have to go out and do it for a living. Okay. Okay. Now, there's, was there not a lot of DIY stuff going on back then? I guess there was, that was none, a, no, you're no. still in the boom, weren't you? Were you in the, yeah. still, still in the boom. The yeah. boom was... I saw the uh, the light at the end of the boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw it starting to fizzle. You saw the light switch at the light? <laughs> Click. Well, there was... To me, there have been three... Kind of three comedy booms. Mm-hmm. The one... Not counting the, like, 60s... Right. Right, right. Or, or even kind of 70s. Like counterculture or the from, 70s. From Carlin and Robert Klein forward, mm-hmm. the boom really hit in the 80s. And then it kind of died down. But I think in the late 80s, there was a Comedy Central boom where they were showing a lot of stand-up. Mm-hmm. And then it, that fizzled for a while. And then I think now we're in a third boom. Yeah. Uh, thanks to you know the Louis C.K. $5 special and sure. everybody f- following that. Well, and I, Netflix, yeah, yeah, Bill Burr available right now. Netflix. I don't. I I love the Louis C.K. five dollars special, but I think it kind of killed the special. It certainly uh, lowered the price point. That, and that's what I mean by killed. Because <laughs> every you know, I tried to talk to somebody about this on the podcast the other day, and he was like having none of it. But like, all musicians were pissed off that U two gave a quote unquote gave away their album. They're like, oh, that just kills it for everybody. I'm like, well, that's kind of what Louis did for the DVD. Now everybody wants oh, no, it. For, I, now everybody wants it for five dollars. No, I talked about it a lot. In fact, I had because um, I self-distributed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Hulu now. Okay, right. It'll be, end up other places, all the usual places soon enough. I am Road Comic available for five dollars at IamRoadComic.com. And the people who manage the sites, they sell music, uh-huh. they sell public ebooks, publications, and films. They're like, you're 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 hurting yourself. It should be at least nine ninety nine. A movie go. You sell more. A guy said you sell more movies at seven ninety nine than at four ninety nine. Really? Just some sort of perceived value from the consumer. Now, what do I know? Right. But I do know this. People would associate I am comic and I am road comic with a comedy special more than an indie film. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So if you're going to buy something, you're expecting it for five dollars. Sure. And and it you know did it did really well, <clears throat> thanks to podcasters like you and comedians like you. Well, speaking of I am Road Comic, I, a I have, I have two apologies for Jordan. I'm sorry I haven't had you on sooner, man. Oh. I just didn't put two and two. I'm like I gotta get Jordan. This movie came out. I gotta get Jordan on. And I, I saw you walking down Ocean Park the other day, and I'm like, God damn it, I gotta get him on. <laughs> you know. And then um, he drives a really old car. <laughs> yeah, that was the actual <laughs> one. And I had to squeeze it. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, when you were uh, filming it, you asked me uh, to come and do an interview with it, and I just couldn't get the schedule right, so I apologize for that. You know what? I was going to apologize to both of you. I've made a lot of enemies. Oh, really? Not. Are you serious? Making two comedy documentaries, you run into people you've either known for a long time or you met Mm -hmm. and fell in love with, like you and I, and and then it just doesn't work out. And at a certain point, on my end, i got to pull the plug. Yeah, yeah. Are they legitimately angry? Uh, two, two or three people. Oh, gosh. Two or three people. <clears throat> you know... I say that now. <laughs> One of my close friends will do something. I'm like, <laughs> You know, it's it, it's funny. I I have friends who are doing who book stuff and are doing really big, big stuff now. And they put me in some and they put me in... And haven't put me in some. And I have, a, you know, my Comics on Safari show that I can't put everybody in. 
And my thing is, as long as you're up front with me, mm-hmm. like I won't get mad if, but as long as I feel like I'm being like toyed with or not even a pro, like, hey man, listen, I'm doing this doc. I got everybody calling out my ass. I'm not going to be able to get you on. Right. But I'm fine. I'm fine. But if it's like, if, you know, I walk into the improv and you see me and you dart the other way, <laughs> then I'm like, just be up front. <laughs> the, the camera on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interview. Shut it down. Here comes Murray. <laughs> so just, that's, that's, what I try, that's what I try to do. And again, this is my first time. Uh, we were talking about the Comics on Fire show. By the way, great show in Berea. Thank you, everybody who came out. That was so much fun this past Wednesday. You, you, you surf and do comedy. Yeah. Is it, how, do you, how do you do that? In the same day. In the same so day. You talk oh, yeah. about the you talk about the surf set that night. No. And surfers come out and like he nailed it, bro. No, not at all. Not at all. So the the, the audience doesn't have to be surfer. Yeah, exactly. That and that's like my whole that was my whole problem with marketing, and that's my whole problem with marketing. Do you mostly just market it like that in Orange County because there's a lot of surfers or Orange anywhere County, you would do that? Ventura, here. We well, sold, Ventura, that's true. Just, did we sell, we sold out Melrose. We had to turn people away at Melrose. No way! Yeah. Oh my God, that's so hard to do. I know, I know, and uh, it wasn't all my doing. Um, no, you know what it was? It's just an excuse to just be able to go to Trestles. And then on the way home, stop by Irvine and do a set and get paid to go home. <laughs> that's that's nice. almost the key to success right there. What right? That? Well, well, you know, when you, when you can get paid for what you love to do and wear a nice pair of shoes, mm-hmm. that's success. In your case, when you can do what you love during the day mm-hmm. and then get paid for what you, you know, to do what you do and make sure. a living at it at night, that's a double win. It also makes it easy an easy sell on the wife. <laughs> to go surfing, I got to go surfing tonight because we got the show to, to you know tomorrow. <laughs> so, so it makes it an easy sell on the wife. Um, but I wanted to talk more about I am. All right, first of all, there's I am comic. I am comic was uh, a documentary. It's my love letter to stand up comedy. Sure. And there's tons of great comedians in it, from Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. and Sarah Silverman, Jimmy Garofalo to Carrot Top, Roseanne Barr, Jeff Foxworthy. And everybody in between. Right. And Tommy Davidson, who I have loved forever. Sure. And is batshit crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He does a great analogy between surfing and uh, stand-up comedy. Oh, that's right. I riding that. the wave, riding the wave, you're, you know, boom, you're out. It's always good to hear a black man talk about surfing. There's not many black people. Yeah. Not <laughs> many. There's not. I love that I am comic. I'm so sorry it took me so long to see I am road comic. It's only been out like... It's only been out a couple I know, but I still felt really yeah. embarrassed yesterday when you sent it to me. I was like... Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't already get it for $5. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> well, now you can give them the $5. But I loved it. Oh, thank you. It was it was very, I like how it was different than I Am Comic. Because it seemed like now we got to see a couple, there was only like four or five, but we got to see so much of their mm-hmm. point of view, rather than kind of the short snippets that you see a lot. Can I tell you one thing about I Am Comic before we move on to I Am Road Comic, which I never got a chance to tell you. And I, I guess it was, when, it, when I moved in here, I lived in this room here that we're in because we were redoing the the front house and I guess it was on Showtime I Am Comic or Correct. yeah yeah and it was just on a heavy rotation so I just used to just sit here and just watch it on that thing right there <laughs> over and over and over yeah. and there is and I told Rich Scheidner this when he, uh, last time he was on and I don't think I ever told you this there's a part where Rich Rich Scheidner goes back to an open mic right <laughs> you know the and zoo. the liquid zoo, the liquid zoo. <laughs> it's in the valley out here right yeah it's a brutal open mic and he, he has a brutal time but then one night he gets it. It just it just clicks for him, and he comes off stage, and you're talking to him. He's got this look in his eye, and he's just like, yeah. he's just got that after show. Well, that's Liquid Zoo. Yeah, yeah. That that was that night after 
Okay, that cool. show. All right, cool. So then you cut to the end of the movie where you're talking to Foxworthy, who just comes off stage at like a sold out auditorium. Same look in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just has that same like, you know, that just after show just buzz going that Rich had at that open mic coming back after all those years. That gen- yeah. and I thought that was just such a cool thing. Rich Shiner did five minutes at the Liquid Zoo after getting bumped. I mean, talk about a guy, you know, oh, right, yeah, yeah. He's, he couldn't believe it. Like, wow, I had HBO specials, seven to nine shows, mm-hmm. and in the Johnny Carson era, you know, starting, he goes, now I'm bumped at the Liquid Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but he did, he had this look in his eye, and he talks about the adrenaline going up his spine, mm-hmm. and his eyes are beautiful blue eyes, by the way. Rich? Rich Shiner. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Hypnotic. And we went home, my wife was with me, and we went home, and I said, that is docu gold right there. Yeah. Now we have a movie, because because before it was just a series of interviews, mm-hmm. and you're trying to find your way. You have a sort of a thesis in your head of what what you want to do as a documentary filmmaker, sure. but you don't really know till you're shooting it. Yeah. And then the Liquid Zoo was it. It's like, oh, we're going to follow Rich, and Rich is going to come back, and we're going to manipulate it a little bit, yeah. and we're going to get him sets, but he can do it, yeah. and it's it's real. Foxworthy who I've known for years, yeah. starting out in the South. I mean, I remember working with Jeff Foxworthy, where he was the middle act, and he blew away the headliner. Oh, really? On the first night so hard, that the second night it was like, hmm, and then he blew him away, and not on purpose. Mm-hmm. He was just doing his thing. Yeah. The club owner, I remember saying after the second show, going, Guys, we got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you're going to close. And Rich Scheidner, you're back yeah. to featuring. It was Rich Scheidner. It was, that was great. <laughs> it? So when, um, just real quick, when Foxworthy came off this, this stage, it was the theater in the round at um, in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the venue, but uh, Tommy Davidson was is in the movie, filmed there. Lucy C.K. did a special from there. So sad, the one where he wears the black t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jeff came off stage, and I said, that was amazing. You killed. And he's got that same thing, as you pointed out. And I go, that was like an hour and a half set. And he looks at his watch. He goes, about an hour 40. <laughs> and Larry Miller oh, sure. says, uh, when he saw the movie, he goes, you know, there's something magical. <laughs> when Jeff comes off stage, he makes a point to tell you, it was an hour 40. Not that the extra 10 minutes matters after an hour and a half. It's not my best. It's a little Captain Hepburn, Larry Miller. That's a pretty, good. Yeah, that's a pretty good. Considering you might be the only person I've ever heard do a Larry Miller. Person, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's pretty spot on. Uh, so then we move on to his, uh, Jordan's next movie, I Am Road Comic, which I love the premise of this. Tell us the premise of this movie. Well, the, the through line with Wayne. The, the premise is... Thanks to the success of I Am Comic and beloved by comedians like yourself and Jen, comedians would say, hey, do you want to do a set? Because comedians now book some of these rooms. Mm-hmm. And I would, first was like, no, no, no. And then I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Can I say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, say whatever you want. Hey, what the fuck? So I would go, and my older son goes with me a lot because he finds it funny to watch me. <laughs> you know, both my kids are like, you're going you gonna to wear the green suit, Dad? <laughs> You gonna push up the sleeves tonight? You gonna roll the mullet, grow the mullet back? You want a mullet? <laughs> and so uh, Don Barnhart is a comedian. I love Don. Good friend of mine, actually. He's a great guy. Made a documentary, Finding the Funny, available at donbarnhart.com. Oh, is it available? 
Uh, I, was, okay. I, I saw an early cut okay. we're talking about it. It's about how to teach people how about a comedy class mm-hmm. that he taught. Yeah. I don't think you can teach people to be funny. I don't, um, th- I don't think so either. No. I think classes are good to get you started. You know, because like when I first started comedy, I took a class, but then it's because like that got me my first time on stage. It kind of gets your mind going. But I don't think it teaches you how to be funny. I think it just gives you motivation. Like if you're really scared to go to an open mic and then you take class and because then all six of you that are in the class are doing it for the first time together. Mm-hmm. So it'll like alleviate fear a little bit. But yeah, I don't think it teaches you. When did funny. you do that? When did you do that class? In New York, uh, about nine years ago. It was Colin Quinn actually taught the class. I was really? Wow. What? <laughs> yeah. Because my whole thing about classes <laughs> is you reach a certain level of not success well, and then you teach. And well, you know what? Colin Quinn's teacher? But he, he's not a teacher. I got really, really lucky. This is what happened. I was in acting classes. Is this a class or a date? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got super lucky. I didn't know how lucky I was at the time. Okay. But I was in part of an acting school and the guy who ran the acting school was best friends with Colin Quinn. And they had never had any stand-up classes there or anything. And he just asked him, like, will you come just do this kind of three-week? It was really quick. Mm-hmm. So now Colin Quinn does not teach okay. comedy classes. <laughs> he came in as a favor, and oh, okay. I was lucky enough to be That's great. there. That was the only reason I did it. My teacher was like, you have to do stand-up. I'm like, no way. I was terrified. Mm-hmm. So you see, you see the class as more of a springboard to success. Yeah, because like I would have never tried it on my own, probably. But then it's like, you know, I get this opportunity, and I'm like, what's well, Colin Quinn? Okay, I'll try it, even though I'm terrified. So I think if you're nervous to try it for the first time, being in a class, because like I said, the other people that were in the class with me had never been on stage either. Mm-hmm. So then we all go to our very first show together and perform together. Aww. You know what I mean? I think in that way. I love calling. I take a gardening class. (laughs) (laughs) Side note. Yes. Sorry. I totally distracted. No, no. no. Wayne Fetterman. Mm -hmm. One of my best buddies for years. Sure. And we did a comedy duo act, like for fun in the 80s and 90s. Oh, I didn't know that. For shits and giggles. And he didn't tell me, but I'm looking through, they used UCLA used to send out their extension class thing and yeah, you'd get it in the I would mail. get those, yeah. And you'd sit with coffee and go, what, what, look at, maybe I'll take a finance class. Yeah. Embroider. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I see, I always look, who's teaching the comedy class? It was like <laughs> Judy Carter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A book and, and all of a sudden I see Wayne Federer. <laughs> and the guy, he held a hoopah at my wedding. He didn't tell me he was going to teach the comedy class. Because no comedian wants to admit it probably, right? Yeah, probably. Not then. <laughs> Not that, no Twitter, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. This is probably like 92, 1991, mm-hmm. 1992. So I said, that motherfucker. <laughs> so behind his back, I went to the Regents of California at UCLA, negotiated the rights to film the class for a documentary. Oh. Uh, and, and then uh, he brought in guest comedian speakers like Jimmy Garofalo came in, Bob Zaney came in. Well, and cool. we yeah. filmed the class, and I didn't tell Wayne until the first day <laughs> at one of the classrooms. I'm there with this little video camera and some wireless mics around the room, and I talked to all the students. So there was a like this Beverly Hills housewife mm-hmm. who ended up stealing jokes trying to sell them to other students. What? Yes. <laughs> She, and she tape recorded everybody else's jokes oh in the classroom, and she said, I can help you. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and she's then a huge success right now. A couple of people, <laughs> yeah, right, she's on the tour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had to put out more folding chairs. She came up. 
<laughs> Sorry, I kind of kind of choked on the riff. <laughs> rusty Jen. So anyway, that and that that was sold to. Uh, it was before it was Comedy Central. There were two networks. Do you know the history? Was of there that? a Ha? It was like Ha and Comedy Channel, and they merged. And right when they merged, I mean, it got played at late, like two in the morning. Yeah, you know, thirty minute thing. But nonetheless, um, so Don Barnhart. Right. At the end of this conversation, talking about his documentary, and we were just talking about the f- film. Mm-hmm. He goes, hey, by the way, I, I booked Jack Diddley's up in uh, eastern Washington, if, if you ever want to do it. I'm like, that's a little far to drive for 10 minutes. Right. No, 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 you can headline. And I go, Don, I can't, I can't headline. I don't have an act. I do. He's like, whatever, it's Jack Diddley. It's Jack Diddley. That's exactly what he said. Take a friend. Yeah. And I said, you're serious? He goes, yeah, yeah, you'll figure it out. It's not till June. And this was like March. I go, Okay. So the challenge, it was like Don threw down the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, you hear his voicemail. He had left me a message like, okay, you're all set. Yeah. Uh, sell some merch. Yeah. I love buying mm-hmm. t-shirts. So for me, it was a great chance to look at. Not not um, I Am Road comic like Louis C.K. going out with a tour. Or Jim Gaffigan selling right. out theaters. Or Seinfeld taking the helicopter down to, Mel- or a private jet down to the That's DC. That's what made it so great, because if any... Normal people see it, they're like, oh, this is how hard it is for it, me. It was supposed to be that. I mean, it wasn't... Yeah. Like, Todd Berry, who I love, mm-hmm. did um, he did a specialty tour and filmed it mm-hmm. where he's doing crowd work. Oh, right, right. Right? He's at a different level. He's sure. in this, a different stratosphere. So I wanted to go and see... It's, it's not a movie about can I come back and succeed as a stand-up. Right. That is not... I, I hope that's not what it is. It didn't come across that way. No, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that, that is just a device for sure. me to go film. Um, by the way, working the road does not even help defray the cost of making the movie. It's the pay of that level <laughs> is really it's really bad. I don't know how pe- some people survive. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't. You usually break even, pretty much, if you're lucky. So we had to eat the hotel waffles in the morning. Sure. Yeah. Had to have All the your free little things burger. where the price would come up on the screen. So oh, yeah, that was great. You keep track of the price of every dollar not spent. And when spent. you went to Starbucks, what was the caption for Starbucks? It was something about Wayne. Oh, you weren't supposed to spend any money, yeah. but you're like, fuck it, I need a Starbucks. What was the caption? <laughs> I, I think Deceiving Wayne or something. I forget exactly. Oh, uh, Grande Non-Fat Latte, four ninety five. Uh, betraying Wayne's betraying trust. Wayne's trust. <laughs> <Crisis. laughs> because hilarious. so Wayne Fetterman, I, I you know I say Wayne, why don't you do this thing, this mm-hmm. show with me? My listeners know Wayne. Wayne's been on the show a bunch, and he said, "Really? Do I have to? <laughs> I don't. Can't know. you find someone else?" <laughs> Not a very good Wayne. And he said, "The only thing that I ask is that you handle all the travel and sure. get me a piano. Make sure I have a keyboard." I said, okay, I can handle that. And we don't spend any money on food. Mm -hmm. That we eat, we do it old school, like, I mean, we ate the jellies that we took from the (laughs) breakfast bar for lunch. Yeah, yeah. And he he didn't spend a dime on food. We tipped, I don't know if it's in there, but we tipped the waitresses. Sure, yeah, yeah. Heavily. Always tipped the waitresses. You always tipped the waitresses. Um, I know that buffet. I've done Jack Diddley's. That's actually a good buffet. A good breakfast buffet. 
You come back after doing morning radio and you at eat the it. The riverfront, whatever. The, the yeah, the riverfront hotel. I can't believe he jumped in that river. Anyway, we're getting too inside that <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, I know Don Barnhart. Don asked me to do Jack Diddley's. It was one of the worst gigs of my life. And that club's no longer there. You I, said, right? The club's there because it's a bar. It's a bar. Yeah, there was Jello wrestling. Oh, that was And uh, after the show, if you went, if you went back a half hour later, it was a young people's discotheque. Yeah. I see. Um, Got it. So sorry, I missed out on that. Sorry, discotheque. <laughs> I. Yeah, How old are you? Old, <laughs> discotheque. <laughs> Don't mock me. Just fill my Harvey Wallbanger, will you? <laughs> I I did that Jack Diddley's with uh, Dennis Blair. Oh, I love Dennis Blair. Dennis Blair is great. He now lives in Vegas. He, he has a guitar? Yeah, yeah. I ordered him. He had a guitar. Yeah, he closes he closes with the guitar. He was Carlin's opener for, I don't know, 15 years or something wow. like that. And so I go up with Dennis. And Dennis is great. Every time I go to Vegas, he, he does this uh, music like this uh, Simon and Garfunkel tribute mm. show on Friday and Saturday night if he's not working. So I go over there after shows and just drink and listen to music. It's great. Dennis is, is a Simon good guy. Simon or Garfunkel? I don't know. <laughs> one of one of them plays bass, and neither Simon and Garfunkel did, so I'm really confused. Um, and they sing Zeppelin songs. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, so Dennis, and every time I see Dennis, he always he always reminds us of Jack Diddley's. And there's two things that I remember from Jack Diddley's. One is the MC um, was a new kid, and he's like, "Do you mind if I just do five minutes before I bring you guys up?" Like, do 10, do 11. There's eight people in the audience. Who gives a shit? Just go up and do 15. I don't care. I want to go back to bed. <laughs> I want to get out of here. He goes up on stage. He does one joke, gets nothing, and he goes, fuck you people. This is really hard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is Murray Gloriano. <laughs> and brings me straight up. I love when comments get pissed at the audience for not laughing. <laughs> the audience is just like, I'm confused. <laughs> Why are they yelling at me? <laughs> Knowing, That's hilarious. Knowing that I couldn't do the 45 and Wayne do 45, uh -huh. I thought, okay, well, I could, maybe if I did 30, mm -hmm. and then Wayne does 45, 50, and then we'll do some of our music at the end. Mm -hmm. We just make, you know, make up songs. And okay, so yeah. we have a couple songs, songs from, okay. the, from the past. We make up, we take song titles and, and do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but still, I don't know, 30 is tough. Yeah. So I tweeted... And young Seth Milstein, a comic from Eugene, Oregon, mm -hmm. replied and took a bus 16 hours. Oh, was it 16? 16 oh hours uh, with layovers. Yeah. Sure, sure. And he did, the, um, he did an opening 20, and he did really well. Mm -hmm. And he did okay. solid material. You know, it was his first time away from the family to do a road gig. Because what I, what I love about um, this day and age of comedy is... You can start in Eugene, Oregon, and drive up to Seattle or go as far as Spokane and yeah. Portland and do sets and either come home at night or come home the next night. Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be in L.A., New York, Chicago. You could be in Austin yeah. where there's a comedy scene. Oh, yeah. And do your thing. Yeah, there's work everywhere now. Was it not like that when you were coming up? No, no. There was, and where did you start? I forget. I know it's south. I was in Richmond, Virginia, mm -hmm. and there was one gig in the basement of a British pub. Mm -hmm. wow. But the boom created the Atlanta punchline and like 11 satellite clubs. You could go yeah. to New Orleans or Mobile, Alabama mm -hmm. and, and work a week, Tuesday through Sunday. But you couldn't stay at home and work yeah. in Virginia. D.C., you could a little mm -hmm. bit. So you had to go to New York 
Boston, LA, or San Francisco. And I went to San Francisco, like sort of Dana Gould was there. Oh, okay. It was kind of like mid eighties. All right. That was a real scene. Yeah. The the late great Robin Williams would sure pop in the Holy City Zoo at any time. And Man, I I hear legend of the Holy City Zoo. Uh, it's just you know from Jake Johansson and Greg Barrett and Kevin Kataoka in the later years and Dana and that whole scene. Man, it sounds like a fun place. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So how did so? All right. Get back into I Am Road Comic here. <laughs> so I Am Road Comic was basically a challenge. Sure. And then an excuse to go make another movie. Mm-hmm. And to talk to comedians that I had met that I didn't know. Like, because of I Am Comic, I met Pete Holmes mm-hmm. after a comedy show. And I work in advertising. I make commercials, direct sure. commercials. So I take clients to, sh- like, hey, there's this show called Meltdown. Oh, cool. And, you know, I take guys in their 30s and 40s to this... 20 something show right and they're bl- it's, it's mind blowing to someone like from Chicago in advertising that's a little older a little more it's a, you know still a creative very creative field sure, yeah, yeah. but they get to see get their finger on the pulse of something different like they know Second City in Chicago and mm-hmm. UCB and stuff like that but to take them to one of those shows like I Jen I would have gone out to I said let's get we're going to get a van and we're going to Thousand Oaks we're going to see this comedian <laughs> They're gonna have to get four. They're gonna have to get four more chairs. (laughs) I love that you have Pete Holmes and TJ Miller like back and forth. It was such a perfect (laughs) balance. Well, Pete talked about TJ and Doug Benson talked about TJ. So uh, I think I just hung out at his. um, He did a a shop. uh, He did a show. No, he did a show in Hollywood at the Marital Aid Store, the Pleasure Chest. Oh, TJ. TJ, yeah, he yeah. hosted a show at the Pleasure Chest. Yeah. And I happen to be a frequent shopper. <laughs> <laughs> so I introduced myself and told him I had already gotten an interview with Pete. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And I ended up following him to that uh, American Comedy Club in San Diego for a couple of days. Oh, very cool. That was Super hilarious nice. footage. I don't know if that's his natural state, but he looked like... <laughs> <laughs> he looked... <laughs> Relaxed? Do <laughs> you get relaxed before you go on stage? But I'm so glad because it just made it more hilarious. Because during the interview, he was very like, boom, boom. And then he's going to a show, he's like, whatever, guys, let's just laugh. <laughs> it was perfect. He's so funny. He killed. Yeah. And Pete Holmes comparing it to sex was hilarious. TJ's great. <laughs> and uh, Mark Marin, mm-hmm. I think, offers sage-like point of view. For, for defending your personality he while doing the road. He was almost like a Buddha. So serious. <laughs> and you probably know Mark from San Francisco, right? I didn't know him from San Francisco. I knew him... I, my San Francisco... It wasn't even a year. Oh, okay. I realized, oh, this is really hot. You could live here forever mm-hmm. and do this forever here. Mm-hmm. But that elusive lady we call fame was down in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Beckoning me like a siren. <laughs> <laughs> Where in LA? Because I'm in Mar Vista. There's nowhere around here. <laughs> so Mark, Mark hosted. He hosted a lot of shows in the '90s. Mm-hmm. I hosted shows in the '90s. I knew him more from from that circle. Oh, okay. Yeah. From the hosting the TV shows. Yeah, not together. It's just like your yeah. you know your names are brought up in the same. Sure, sure. I mean, we're two, two totally different people. But. Were you hosting Comedy Central or MTV? I forget. I did a little bit of both, both right? Yeah. What I was did. the game show? Was it Trashed? No, I love Trashed. That was that was the young Chris Hardwick. 
That was Hardwick. Oh, I directed some don't bits tell on him Trash. Wait, what am I thinking? What was yours? Well, remote control was the big. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the big hit. With the I late, did not do that. The late great Ken Ober. Oh my goodness, Ken Ober. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He and Colin Quinn. Yes, I was going to say, I thought it was Colin Quinn. It all comes around to him. I was going to say his name, but I didn't want to sound stupid about that's it. Why we, like, that's, that's why we brought you. <laughs> and you're the glue, baby. You're the glue. <laughs> Who's one of the biggest box office draws to come off of remote control? Oh, shoot. I can't think of his this name, and I know it. Kari Wurr. <laughs> <laughs> No, and he's actually getting back into stand-up. His initials are Adam Sandler. Oh, shoot. He's hitting the clubs again. Good for him. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judd Apatow's hitting the clubs. Yeah, He's all over the place. Yeah, Yeah, he really is all over the place right now. I guess he needs the money. I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) So I He needs the $17.50. And Gary Gary Brightwell. Do you know Gary Brightwell? I do know Gary Brightwell. I had him on the show, and he was talking about how he used to host the Comedy Magic Club, like, Tuesday through... Third Sunday, and he's like, eh, and then I wanted Thursday off, so I, I gave it to this newcomer named Judd Apatow. No gave him way. Thursday nights. But yeah. I, I know him as a director. Brightwell? Yeah. No, different guy. Different guy. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, this guy's just a straight stand up. You know who else is hitting the clubs? John Mayer. What? Your body's in Wonderland? <laughs> yep. <sighs> he goes up at the comedy cellar every Is he well. funny? I don't know. I haven't seen him. I heard he's pretty funny. I think people are just excited to see him. <sighs> <laughs> that's that's not, weird. This is not the episode for me to tell, say how much I hate that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I hate it too. I remember back in the day, Bruce Willis uh-huh. would do stand up at the improv, and it was terribly unfunny. Right. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and I'm sure he's a great guy. Sure. Just uh, not not a good stand up. I I read on Twitter sometimes. Roddy Rowdy, Rowdy Piper goes. Yeah, out. yeah, that's what I hear. Funny. Yeah. I haven't seen him, but I think I said this the other day. The Rock went up at the improv and apparently killed. What? Somebody, somebody, Dwayne the Rock Johnson went up and again, I'm reading it off somebody's, somebody's uh, Twitter account. I was not there, so I'm only uh, repurposing the gossip. I am celebrity comic. I smell a new doctor. Yes, (laughs) I am celebrity comic. Do you want me to edit that out so nobody takes it? I I like that. (laughs) That is not a bad idea. It'd be a lot different than your trip to Jack Diddley's. <laughs> right. If I could get the rock at Jack Diddley's. Oh, man. It'd be a blast. The Jack Diddley's was the only place I ever got the proverbial, you suck. Really? Yep. Yeah, it's the only time I ever got it. That's a hack heckle. It's <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst heckle ever. The worst part is I was sucking. I was not doing good at all. So it was like, but I laid into him anyway. You know, it's, what's funny um Earlier we mentioned Rich Scheidner coming off stage. He had that look in his mm-hmm. eye. And I go, that is documentary gold. The week leading up to Jack Diddley's, I put on Facebook about the show, and I want it to be a good turnout. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're kind of jumping off the cliff without a premise yeah. with a documentary. You do have some thesis that you think you hope will work. Well, people started hitting me up on Facebook from the uh, Tri-Cities area in eastern Washington saying don't play Jack Diddley's and they posted a picture of the Jack Diddley's logo with the Ghostbusters do not enter sign right right and they're going please this place is terrible and I learned that Ben Ensign Mm -hmm. has been thrown out by bouncers landed on his head went into a coma one week before I go up to Jack Diddley's 
Is that a comic? I don't know his name. No, no, he's a patron. They're oh, okay. The vigil they're having in the movie. I'm, yeah, and I'm Rupert. Oh, that's the okay. That's yeah, the yeah. guy. I, I've right. never met him to this day. Okay. Um, so I remember saying to my wife, "Oh my goodness!" She goes, "What?" I go, "This poor man was thrown out of this club I'm going to. He's in a coma. People are protesting. Oh God! This is great for the documentary." <laughs> This is documentary. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank God he came out of his coma. Thank God, right? It would have been really bad for you to just say those words. Would have been bad. <laughs> so, so going up there, there's a sense of danger. Mm-hmm. And in the documentary, I Am Road Comic, available for $5 at IamRoadComic.com, you'll see news footage that's of that week. Yeah. You know? And it was it was just um, it was a weird energy there, right? And I think the end the ending is one of the bouncers was convicted of uh, oh really of something yeah 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 I, and, yeah I think it'd have to be if that's excessive force right that's what it was Throw someone into force. a coma. the funny thing is I couldn't get a fucking bouncer to walk me to my car after I got into that yeah. uh, altercation with uh, <laughs> with the you suck guy I see it I'm like hey man give me they a walk to my to walk car into your car nah. It's big old, just like six foot six, three hundred pound black dude. Like, nah, I'm like come on, dude, just nah, I'm on the stool. I'm gonna gotta check IDs. <laughs> like God damn it, Dennis Blair, get my back. <laughs> Dennis has got the guitar. Yeah. Right? Have you ever done Joker's? With a danger field impression behind like him. Kirkland or something. Joker's supposed to be really good in Kirkland. At first, I saw, I thought it was Joker's because they looked the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only done it once, but it was pretty fun. But it's right. kind of the same atmosphere. I thought Joker's was good in Kirkland. Am I thinking of something like else? No, it was good. Okay. It just looked the same as that club. Oh, all right. it was, like, I think it turns into a nightclub mm-hmm. after the comedy show. It was set up the same. And at first I thought that's where you guys were. Where is Kirkland? It's um, one of the tri, isn't it? Tri- yeah, it's oh. close by. Cause I, yeah. What is it? It's oh, Spokane? No, we, yeah, we went over to Kirkland. Okay. I thought that I saw a snippet yeah. of it on your documentary. That's why I was a little bit confused. Now, as a female, when you're traveling, do you get walked to the car or not because you were heckled, but there could be a male suitor with um, delusions of hooking up and he's a you know a male number one fan. a male suitor coming from the discotheque. <laughs> I probably should get walked to the car. <laughs> yeah, you should. But I don't always. Really? I'm sure that if I if I asked, they would. Uh, there's probably only been like two times that I asked someone yeah. to walk me to a car if I thought that I pissed off some people. You're not really hitting the shit gig so much anymore, are you, though? Every time I look on your website, you're at the improv. Funny I improv. wish. You did like three weeks. You know, oh, I was lucky in November. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, November whoa, 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 was a good whoa, whoa. month. <laughs> that was a great month. <laughs> you love those months. <laughs> those months are awesome. One. You went from I got to, to do improv? three weeks in a row. Um, two of them were Irvine, and what was the other? Ontario. Oh, it was Ontario? Ontario I got to All right, so that's Brian not Callen. All right, so that's not that great. I love Ontario. There's still a condo, or a, these are hotels? No, I was opening, so I don't get the uh, hotel. There's hotel down in, they have a hotel now. No in Irvine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I've never headlined Brea, so, I mean, uh, Ontario, so I don't know what they do out there. I'm headline like an off night, but mm-hmm. I mean they don't give you a hotel for that. Just right. the weekend headliners. Yeah. Get the hotels. Most people don't use it because. Yeah, it's an hour. It's an hour away, night. so you just drive oh, yeah. back home and go to bed. You don't have to sleep in a hotel. I love yeah. Ontario crowds. Yeah. They're so fun. 
Last time I, I like was, to party. For the listeners, it's Ontario, California. Yes. yes it's not an hour away from LA. It's not. I should specify Canada. that. Yeah, because I would put Ontario on my website and some of my friends are like, God, you go to Canada. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I should put California. <laughs> Last, and, and now Ontario can be what they call an urban room. Yeah, they like to they like to call it an urban room. And last bit. time I was out there, it was Matt Fultron was opening. I was middling, and again, let's go back to dead people. <laughs> the late great John Panette was closing. Oh wow! Oh, wow. And this was welcome to the downer. I know exactly. And this was you know barely over a year ago. This was wow. like you know not too long before he died. And I walked in and I go to the manager. I'm like, man, I haven't seen this place this white ever. And yeah. He, and he laughed and he goes, <laughs> he goes. Last week we had. Eddie Griffin, and we had to call the cops. Every night, there was a stabbing. <gasps> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's when you know you're funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard of that in Ontario. Oh, yeah. happens, I've heard that happens in San Jose. A oh, San Jose has a... I don't, I've never done a San Jose in I haven't been there. It's a beautiful, I've seen pictures. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. But I guess outside's a little... A little seedy. There used to be a... Uh, I think it was the last laugh mm-hmm. in San Jose. Oh, you're of the generation of the good names. Yeah. The last laugh. And I got uh, one of my first, thank God, temporary sexual diseases oh. from a fan. Oh. Yeah. That's exciting. That was nice. That's, <laughs> I always remember San Jose for that one. <laughs> Waking up a day later going, oh, something's wrong. <laughs> That's the gift that keeps on giving. Do you know the way to the clinic <laughs> in San Jose? <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you sit with two working comedians. <laughs> kind of spontaneous humor on the podcast. Please donate. This isn't this isn't cheap, folks. We've got little waters and little waters, some good bagels. We got cream cheese. That's all you need. So the the obligatory question is: Did you see a huge difference? And now you you poked your head into the stand up scene here and there since you've retired. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. I remember being invited to do a show at a hot dog shop. It's a stone's throw from that right across the street from where I got the bagels. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a pink's no pops hot dogs. Pops hot dogs. And hot dogs done right. How did that go? Nice. It was it was a blast. First of all, real good to me. To me, and and this may be different when there's nothing at stake, mm-hmm. right? As a performer, mm-hmm. I have nothing to lose. Sure, I have nothing to gain. I'm not going to get a talent deal mm-hmm. at Pops <laughs> Hot Dogs or at the Improv. Or I actually went up at the Improv a couple of years ago with uh, who uh, comic produced the night Party Starter. The Party Starter. Oh, Darren. Darren, 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 Darren. Yeah, yeah, Party Starter. And there was a teen tour that night. Oh yeah, well, that was hilarious. Hilarious. I was like, oh my god, this is so <coughs> this is going down memory lane. This is so funny. <coughs> mm. uh, so Pops Hot Dogs. It's a crazy story. Do you have time for this? Oh yeah, we have time. Okay, so I I was a I judge short films for some film contest. Okay. And they send you like a little gift card or two. And you watch twenty short films and you rate them along with a, a jury a panel of jury mm-hmm. jurists. Jurors? Sure. Jurors. Sure. Jurors. And I got a coupon for Pops Hot Dogs. Mm-hmm. And my wife goes, those are the hot dogs down the street that you love that I bring home. And I and I swear to God, it was only because I love the logo of Pop's Hot Dogs. It's, it's an iconic Americana feel. Mm-hmm. And I go in, I redeem my coupon. I met Mom. I met Pops. Oh, okay. And I said, hey, you know, I have a, um, I have a production company, right? So I said, hey, we'll do your commercials. 
even though you're a local store, oh, nice. I have a director who needs something for his reel. We'll write you some stuff. And they're really funny. They're talking hot dogs. Lifetime of hot dogs for you. I do. <laughs> I my, really? The car, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I amazing. Have a, I have a card. I'll show you. You can't. No, really. I get Anytime you go in there? I get Look at that. What is that? Let me see that. Free hot dogs forever. Oh, oh my God. That. I can't believe there really is a card. I'm no, totally there isn't. I'm, I'm, you made, I made it? it. They're supposed to make me a laminated one. Okay. That is if hilarious. I flash that, will I get free hot dogs that I just took I, they will, I bet you they'll give you a free hot dogs. <laughs> they're delicious. They're healthy. There's no nitrates. They have uh, vegetarian they're hot healthy. dogs. They have a veggie hot for dog. For us vegetarians who like to ruin a trip to a hot dog place. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> we do the commercials, and uh, Mom and Pop become Greg and Sophia. They're, they're, they're <sighs> entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's the American dream. They created something... Out of an opportunity. So that's not a chain. No, no. They have two. I think they have two. Okay. But they're inside of this Robex. And they had extra room in the Robex that was just empty space. And that's a juice place. It's a juice place. It's like a Jamba Juice. Yeah, yeah. Juice mm -hmm. and a hot dog. And so they opened up their own business inside of it. And I'm so as taken aback. Uh, it just touches me that someone starts their own thing. Yeah, whether yeah. it's a comedian booking a show or yeah. a juice vendor pimping hot dogs. I love it. That's cool. I didn't know the story of that. So we do the we do the um, comedy show because we're friends. I go, you know what might help the business is we mm. do a comedy show. Mm. And we just got some people. It, it was packed. I mean, it was like 30, 40 people. Wow, that's great. They sold some. The show was free. We sold some hot dogs. Awesome. And uh, it was just. Was this just recently? No, well, a couple like years year, ago. Yeah, a year and a half year ago. ago. And yeah, did yeah. you just do one show? Or just the one show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. But what's funny is both my kids went with me. Mm -hmm. And it, so at the time, they're 17, 18. Sure. And this woman was hitting on them. I mean, she had to be easily 50 years old. No. Was hitting on yeah, my son. To go. the point it got uncomfortable. You know? She was one of the comedians. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. We didn't know it. First, she's hitting on him, hitting on him. She goes up and she talks about him from the, I, I'll use air quotes for stage. Sure, sure. We didn't bring a stage. What, no, hot, no stage in the pop Let's out her. Place? Just, just, out her. What are you going? Let's out her. Out her. Who is I don't, it? I don't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember her name. But that's how that, that's how that show came about. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's a young man who does a show called The Bringer Show. Mm-hmm. Which the the irony is lost because it's not a bringer show, but you would think it is. Oh, really? Yeah, it's in it's in uh, Westwood in okay. East, around UCLA. All right, I've done that a couple times. Very nice, to put me out. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Awesome. So you're still doing it? Just dabbling. Dabbling. I'm like a rock or a, <laughs> a John Mayer. <laughs> you gotta you gotta keep your senses going for when you make I Am Celebrity comic. I am boat comic. I would love to do. I am, I am boat. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. That is not a bad idea. That's At really all. funny. Well, because then there's a boom in the boats. Now. There's a boom there's in a the boats. Boat. <laughs> there is. There's a ton. There's, there's yeah, the props booking them now. Oh, really? Yeah. And there's the hip boat tours. Yeah. Well, Doug Benson talked about it a little bit because he does the oh, yeah, yeah. the Weezer cruise. He probably does the three eleven is his big one. Cruise. What's that one? 311? It's a band three eleven. I've oh. never done a boat. Have you? 311 tour. It's a rock. Like they do a band. They're all bands. Weezer has one. Kiss has one. I don't know why. Do you want to do a boat, Jen? I want to do a cruise. Yeah. Well, I've never done it. So. Jen, well, then you have to. I want to do anything. You might be too dirty for a boat. 
Even the new boat boom boats? I don't, I yeah, don't know about the, the new boat boom. boom. I don't know about the new no, boat boom. You know, you should talk I to Sandra Norelli. I just heard from some comics that there's some, they're doing cruises now with some, where well, you can do anything. Oh, okay, cool. Good, good, good. The yeah. dirty boat. The dirty, the dirty boat. <laughs> I want to go on the you dirty boat. You have a wonderful blowjob routine. It's probably, I saw it on YouTube when I watched a bunch of clips. About, and you're on the bottom? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You still do that bit? No. It's really dirty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not safe for anything. I don't do it anymore. I'm trying to become a clean comic. Why? Really? But I'm failing. <laughs> Is that still a thing, whether you're clean or dirty? Does it well, affect how you get booked? I don't want to be, I don't, I don't feel like I have to be completely clean, but I started headlining some, and it's too, I feel like it's too much to do 45 minutes. Dirty. dirty and a lot of my oh, sex. So I want to have a good 15, 20 up front and then close out the rest. I can do my dirtier, like, sex. Do the dirty when I'm do, I felt I still have limited headline experience, but when I have done it, I feel like it gets monotonous and it's it's too much along the same line Well, 45 minutes. Well, I think also more seasoned comics start out a little slower and build it. And I started out doing, because I was used to doing 10 minutes, where you get on stage and just want to kill every joke. Yeah. So when I started doing longer sets, like 30 or up to 45, I would get on stage and be like, trying to kill it, and then it would just slowly dwindle. Until <laughs> my final joke was just sort of like, okay, well thanks for, like, you know, I didn't even have like that boom at the end, because I wasted all my stuff up front. You need to and be I think closer. you're supposed to start slower, and then build it up. Kyle Kinane. Love Amazing. Kyle, good friend. Is in I Am Road Comic, available yes. for $5. Yes. Where? IamRoadComic.com. Okay. Uh, or on Hulu. He's a man. On Hulu. I'm pipping the website, but, and that's me directly to the fans. Sure, sure. For a way too low price. Yeah, we discussed that. But Hulu has it for free. Yeah. But there's commercials mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle of it. Unless you're Hulu Plus, and then you're paying a s- subscription. The crazy, I think the kids call it a meta moment. I saw commercials I had directed in the middle of ah, nice. these Dodge commercials that were like close to a million dollars in production yeah. budget for this little movie I made with a camcorder. That's hilarious. And that, that was, it was like, wow. I mean, the lunch on the commercials <laughs> for the crew cost more than the entire budget of the movie. Wow. That's hysterical. Yeah. That's so uh, funny. Can you get it on like Amazon.com? Not yet. I always want to own the. the well, you want to own it. You go to uh, you go to uh, iamroadcomic.com. Oh, I can still order it like that. Yeah, not just, yeah, it's not yeah. just through. No, you go oh, to okay. iamroadcomic.com. You pay five dollars. It's yours forever. Oh, okay, good. It's a great stocking stuffer. Okay, good. And yeah, because I like to own the DVD. You can meet Jordan at Pops and have him sign it. Yeah, I go. To Pops. <laughs> And plus, you're going to run into everybody in the movie anyway. We know them all. <laughs> well, Kyle Kinane talked about exactly what you mentioned, Jen, about in, in L.A. you're doing five, ten, mm-hmm. ten-minute set. And I you're bam, 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 bam. Yeah. And then on the road, oh, maybe I'll add some flourishes and some details. Mm-hmm. And he, he tells the, the story in a very funny way. What I love about I Am Road Comic is that the, the comedians are funny even when they're giving straight information. Yeah. yeah. Like, even when they're serious, they're funny. Yeah. Uh, Mark Maron tells a road story about working with another dead guy. Oh, mm-hmm. God, when yes. he got chucked up at the end, huh? That was very real. Yeah, I saw him. All of a sudden, the camera just cut. It was like... Well, we knew. We both knew this guy. Mm-hmm. Frankie Bastille was, um, I mean, I think he was kind of running from the law a bit. Yeah. That heroin story is hilarious. And, he, yeah, he would do, 
I mean, he took young comics under his wing so they could drive him around sure. and hang out with him during the day and drive him to the gigs. And I was one of them for a while. Mm-hmm. This guy, Lord Correct, was... I love did a, Lord, man. Lord Correct did a long stint with Frankie Bassett. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I, well, next time Lord comes through town, i got to get him on here, man. Apparently, uh, Mark did too. I didn't know it, but I guess, you know, Mark from mm-hmm. the story did these gigs with Frankie Bastille. And it's a funny story. There's like, he's passed out. They introduce his name. He bounds to the stage, kills, <laughs> then drops back down. Yeah, he said he was completely killed for 45 minutes and then just passed out again. <laughs> that's amazing. It's like, wow, that's talent. <laughs> it's commitment to the craft. Yeah. yeah. But how many times, and I do this all the time, drive down to Irvine or Ontario or some, you know, someplace that's just not around the corner, even around the corner. And you're just like, I don't want to do this. Why do I do this? I don't want to do this. And then you get there and you have a blast. <laughs> you know, and you have a blast on stage and you drive back, you're all in good mood. That's kind of what happens when I do on this podcast. Like I, woke yeah. this, I woke up this morning you're cussing. You were in such a bad mood when I knocked on your door. <laughs> just cussing. Just gotta watch surfing. Just cussing the daylight. Keep and now I'm in a good mood. I do it. Do you take uh, like your wife with you or friends or boyfriends? Husband? I used to take I my wife before the kid. Mm. Um, and then, you know, what I, you know what I'll do is I will say, hey, I'm going to bring my buddy John Vargas down for a guest spot. Cool. Or no, it's not cool. You know, just oh, comedian. that's bringing a comedian with you. That's yeah, a yeah, good yeah. idea. Yeah. Bring a comedian yeah. with you, share the drive. You can get five minutes. If I'm just doing a bar show, I'll bring a friend or a mm-hmm. boyfriend maybe. But if I'm doing a club, I don't like to have a boyfriend there. Because I like to go and just hang with the comedians. And when someone's there, you, then I'm like worried, like, are they bored? Do I have to go sit with them? Yeah. Like, boyfriends. I just want one. Yeah. One. Okay, because you said bring a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring one of them. I don't know. <laughs> well, that was fun in going to Jack Diddley's. Yeah. Was to hang out and to meet the people. It is fun. I mean, it was a novelty because I hadn't done it in sure. two, 22 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Don said, take T-shirts. So I print up these T-shirts. And I didn't know that comics got T-shirts made for like four bucks a piece. Did you go to a but, website? So I go to, no, I went to a place in West LA oh, near yeah, my house. I, I paid like 13 bucks. I lost, at the end, I'm given four for $5. <laughs> I know. Well, 20 bucks, people pay 20 bucks for a shirt. I think I sold one for 20 bucks. I always bucks. ended up giving them away. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm like, I am not fucking taking these t-shirts home with me. I schlepped them up here. I'm, I'm, and $25 baggage fee. <laughs> but, but it was fun to hang out with, with Wayne and young Seth Milstein. Mm-hmm. At the hotel, and talk about the show, and the like that. That was that was fun for me. It's fun. Um, but bringing someone like we filmed for I Am Comic, we filmed at Portland, uh, the Bridgetown Comic oh, yeah, Festival. Bridgetown's so great. That's where we met. Yes, it, it is. Yeah, yes, it is. We were both. That's a fun wow. festival. We were both drunk in the back of a cab. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Sharing a cab. <laughs> and what year was that? That was three years ago. Three or four years ago. Yeah. 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 It's still going strong. Oh, going very strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought there was yeah. a documentary. I know. It's so popular. I was interviewed for it. I've, I, I don't, did the Kickstarter. I mean, I okay. threw in whatever I threw in. There's two documentaries then, because I was interviewed for one that year, and then I guess I heard about another it's one. It's probably the same one. Yeah? Okay. I, I wonder if this is unique to stand-up comedy, but I feel like there is an acceptance uh, in the fraternal sorority order of comics. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy's a comic. Oh, really? Hey, yeah, what's up? And you, you could start hanging out and kibitzing around the table. Oh, yeah. And everyone's except, like if you were a podiatrist mm-hmm. 
And there's three podiatrists sitting around. And like, oh, this is my buddy. He's he's also a podiatrist from Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, come on in. Let's talk feet. <laughs> Does that happen? I don't, know. I don't think there's another profession that. No. Maybe, maybe mus- musicians. Maybe yeah yeah yeah. yeah right? Musicians probably. Preachers. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. You think they're kind of the rappers, same. lawyers. Right now, rappers shoot each other. Well, they do. Rappers will sometimes have a rap off. Oh. They do ciphers. It's called. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm heavily into the hip hop, as you can. <laughs> I've never heard cipher. cipher I question your judgment, <clears throat> discotheque <clears throat> and uh, suitors. <laughs> My cred is way low on that show. <laughs> but even I mean, like I remember I was at the Comedy Cellar last year, mm-hmm. and I was hanging out, and uh, somebody goes, "Oh yeah, he's from uh, L.A. And you're a comic," and I just kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to say yes. I don't want to say no. I don't want to. Where do you work? Where do you avoid all that? But right. people just accept it. Mm-hmm. And we start talking, you know, being yeah. funny and chatting. That to me is, I'm the most entertained sitting watching a group of comedians after a show at a table. Yeah. Me too. It's some of the funniest. Qu- I mean, dude, that's why I like comedy podcasts. That's why I started this one. Yeah. Like from uh, the bar at the, the old bar at the old Melrose Improv. That's where I got the idea. Isn't that sad? That's a whole... It's gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Another death. <laughs> Another death? <laughs> Not the Melrose Improv. The Melrose Improv is alive and thriving, and I'm headlining there January 31st. Get your tickets. No way! Uh, no, it's a great... It's a, it, your fans should know. They owe it to themselves to go to the Melrose Improv. Melrose Improv is great. Because it's it's a great show. Mm-hmm. They, it runs like clockwork. Yeah. And the way now you, you wait in this, what used to be a parking lot, mm-hmm. and there's these odd caricatures of <laughs> comics. It's almost like a game. You try and recognize who that's supposed to be. Yeah, they, and that wasn't, that, an, that wasn't an intended right. game either, right? They, no, no, it's not. They, an, they hired a questionable no, characteristic. It's because the famous dolphin painter, Wyland. Oh, from Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, sure. He wanted to do it. He's like friends with Dan and said, I really want to do your mural. Like oh, he, okay. he want, I think he almost offered to do it for free. I'm not sure about that. Okay. But he desperately wanted to do it. But I don't think he's ever painted people. He has not painted people. That's a good call. <laughs> yeah. It explains why Jay Leno looks like a humpback. <laughs> they, all look, they all look slightly whalish. Yeah. Like, is that George Lopez or Amy Schumer? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're Can't a little really off. Tell. That's just that Wyland. I don't know how famous he is. He's very worldwide or successful. Yeah, okay, yeah. he paints he so. dolphins and whales and stuff. And he's the Banksy of sea. Yeah, he only <laughs> does. He only does sea life. It's a niche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask a question? You got to work on the road. Mm-hmm. Our theme here. Theme of the podcast. Sure. Sorry, I got the name. What is <laughs> what is the weirdest sort of. Not necessarily a rule, but something that the club said, like, "Oh, by the way, Good don't, don't, you know, don't mention uh, shepherds." Yeah, yeah. The, the club owner was a shepherd for a while. Lost his dog. <laughs> don't mention it. Just drive crazy. Or in this town, people don't like when you make fun of blank. Yeah. Or hey, you can order from this side of the menu kind of thing. What are some of the rules that you've run into on the road? Oh, it was so funny when Nikki Glazer said she wasn't allowed to order off the headliner menu because she was a feature. <laughs> You're just a feature. You know, the comic books sometimes have, like, opener features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hysterical. <laughs> that was funny. I don't remember anything super weird. I remember, like, just recently, 
I was somewhere where they said, don't mention 9-11. I'm like, is that still being mentioned a lot? <laughs> I would understand it was right after it happened, right. but it was just recently. I can't remember where that was. Though, it was, was at the uh, mosque in New York that was a block away. <laughs> okay. Who that's right. yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was the one I was in Afghanistan. <laughs> How was that? You wait. You just went overseas, didn't you? I did. I did my for first military tour. Wow. Speaking of Don Barnhart, I he, he uh, does a lot of them. He asked me to go on a military tour with him in January, and I had to pass. And oh. I'm really heartbroken. Uh, I yeah, really wanted really to go, fun. but I told my wife I wouldn't take any road work until February. Plus, it's that's like two weeks. That's a lot. Yeah, it's long. It was 19 gone. days, and so I'll do the next one. But it really broke my heart to have to say no. I know. Uh, so how was it? It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Where'd you go? I couldn't believe I was in Afghanistan. Yeah, was it just Afghanistan? I don't think or did you'd you ever go there. No, Afghanistan, Kuwait, Bahrain, mm-hmm. and uh, shoot, there was one more. <laughs> <laughs> Are these for trips? Yeah, or like local? No, no, we just. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you had. We won't let a woman. We won't let a woman wear a skirt, but they can do stand up. I would have made. I would have made thousands of more dollars if it was for locals. Okay. You know, they do bring out comics like Amir K, uh, yeah, Maz yeah. Jobrani. Those guys go out in Dubai or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dubai. The prince brings them out. Yeah, that's But different. Kuwait does it too. And they, Kuwait's very rich, I did Yeah, you get yeah, paid yeah. in gold bars. <laughs> <laughs> they make a lot of money. No, I was Maz, performing. Maz is huge over there. Maz is huge over there. And I had to be clean. Did Murray. you? I, I know. I don't think I can do it. Half hour. Uh, really, really, because that's what—that's what's going to kill our military. They're watching, literally watching their friends blow up around them, but don't it's say so fuck. It's so annoying that we have to, that we can't. Ever that is so. Like, if anybody has no, it's really annoying. Offense, it's people who are trained they to kill. They want to hear. Plus, uh, they want to hear some sex stuff. I think. I mean, I wouldn't get. I understand. To, like, don't get vulgar. Do like yeah, PG yeah. thirteen. Yeah, yeah. But some of the shows let us have a little freedom, but some of them were like. PG, nothing. Huh. Don't even allude to a sexual. Well, it's like, who tells you how? What are the mechanics of that? Like, this is Sergeant. Uh, yeah, it's all the upper. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Sergeant General. Smith. He's going to go over the rules for the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We met all the sergeants that were in charge. I, that was something surprising too. I thought we'd just go show up and perform for the troops. Yeah. We were there all. Did whatever base we went to, we were there hours before the show. They're giving us tours, showing us yeah. missiles. All, like, the, all the ins and outs of military life. You were surprised that there was a plotted out agenda on a military? <laughs> there was a hierarchy? Wow. <laughs> Go figure. I just didn't know I'm I was going to learn that so much. <laughs> My friend Janae, who doesn't do stand-up anymore, Janae. she was great. There's a picture of her in Iraq. They let her spray paint her name on a bomb they were dropping the next day. Holy shit. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, on, I, don't, I don't know how I like that. I hope she didn't put her address, too. <laughs> it's, on her, it's on her Facebook page. I think wow. it was at least on it's her cool. MySpace. It's cool and creepy at the same time, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wait, we didn't get your oh, answers. What Anything the, you haven't been told to talk about? Wouldn't that suck if it did blow up? <laughs> this is a good movie if premise. If it didn't. This is a good movie premise. It did blow up. Killed, like, a oh. school. And then why you gotta be all This is dark movie. Today. This isn't me. This isn't me. This is movie. This More is movie. Death. This is movie. But the one piece of metal has Janae <laughs> right. and one surviving child decides right. to dedicate their lives to find out who this Janae is. Holy that Lord. is a good movie. All right? Janae, are you listening? Now I gotta call Janae. That's a really good talk. movie 
Um, I have to go relieve my babysitter, if you know what I mean. And <laughs> That's a new euphemism. I've never heard that one. Relieve the sitter. Gotta relieve the it sitter. It could be bathroom, or it could be going to the bathroom, or it could be uh, having sex with her. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Okay, real, the obligatory question I have to ask Jordan. Was there any... What would, What's the big difference between stand up now and back when you when you reigned supreme with your <laughs> mullet? Because I remember watching you, and and like when I was first starting out or, or thinking about getting into it. So and you, I remember you being all over the place. And I remember my first commercial audition, not my first commercial audition, but my first commercial audition where I was like, "Well, that's Jordan Brady. He's directing this. That's cool. Well, what was that for?" I didn't get it, so... <laughs> um, I, I think Richie King might have got it. Do you know Richie King? He's a, I, direct, I big director He's now. a big director now. I just was chatting with him uh, the other day. Richie King, it was for Folgers Coffee. Okay, because I stepped out and I saw Richie, and Richie and I got started out here together. I'm like, oh, Jordan Brady is the... Is, he's like, oh, yeah, he directs a lot now. Like, oh, okay. The first time I direct... I'll make this quick, because okay. I want to wrap up with the center. The first real commercial... That I got. I'm sitting with an ad agency. It was for Kia. Mm-hmm. Chip Chinnery. Got oh, a commercial. Good friend of mine. It, Chip it, in fact, he posted on his throwback, what, before there was Throwback Thursday, he would put it on Chip's Classics. It's his Kia commercial where it's, he's very pretentious and it's mm-hmm. a $6,000 car. But Paul Provenza, who was super nice to me started, when I started out, yeah. still a great guy and produced, directed The Aristocrats. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's been on the show. He, Paul's in the audition. It's a spokesman kind of thing. And he's doing the bit, and he stops mid-audition, and he goes, Jordan, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I go, I'm, I'm the director. I'm directing. And it was really weird. And I've got these ad agency guys, like four other people in the room that look over, like, why didn't, oh, you know, <laughs> why, why is he asking you? And then he does it again, and I give him some notes. I go, uh, Paul, that was so awesome. If you did it like you'd never done it before, da, da, da. and he goes, no, seriously, you're the director? <laughs> and I'm like, please, shut up. Call this. me in an hour. Because everyone's going, is Jordan really? <laughs> is this some sort of ruse? <laughs> uh, the difference between stand-up now and in that boom yeah. that I referenced I think um, the difference is control. Mm-hmm. The the do-it-yourself era that's everywhere in the arts mm-hmm. is a great thing for comedians. The price you pay is you can't do one Letterman set and boom, mm-hmm. you're in development the next day. There's no one show anymore, in my mind, that can catapult a comedian to success. However... You can go out with your sketch group or your friend that's a director and you can shoot your own special mm-hmm. and you can distribute it. You can shoot a sketch or put clips up on YouTube and promote it and it comes with a little extra work for the comedian. Mm-hmm. You can have a podcast and speak freely. Like Distribution and exhibition is there mm-hmm. for all and figuring out how to do it is a whole other thing, but the tools are available and if you have the talent... It takes a little more tenacity, but you can book that show in Thousand Oaks. You can set up, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be facetious. Yeah, yeah. It, you can set up the shows, you can book it, put out the flyer, yeah. and get a crowd, which is necessary because the competition is greater. Mm-hmm. There's more stand-ups, there's more outlets, but the tools are there to work harder to make a name for yourself. And I think that's a, it's a great thing because 
it'll the cream will eventually rise to the top. Mm -hmm. Excellent. That was very good. That was very good. Very inspirational. <laughs> uh, Jen, where can we find you, dear heart? You can find me um, at Jen Murphy Comedy on Twitter. Funny tweets. Funny J e n m u r p h y. J e n m u r p h y. Comedy. <laughs> rockin', rockin' the Ireland Dublin t-shirt also, just to go with the Murphy. Target! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> or my website is jenmurphylive.com. Awesome. And uh, check out I Am Comic and I Am Road Comic. Where can we get those? Uh, Iamroadcomic.com mm -hmm. or Hulu for free. Yes. I Am Comic, I, I think the best bet is YouTube now. You pay okay. a couple bucks. Uh, or Amazon. Mm -hmm. I mean, it did a Netflix run and a Showtime run, but I, I don't think it's... It's there. And then, if I may, I do a Please. podcast yes. called Respect the Process, oh. which is about commercial filmmaking, filmmaking, mm -hmm. and love and creativity. Oh, very and cool. And it's, uh, it's on the Sideshow Network. Do you know that? I know that. Yeah. Sideshow yeah, yeah. Network. Yeah, yeah. And iTunes and all that. Do you go down there to do it, or do you do it up at your house? I'm a control freak. I do it with a podcast, the pod kit. Okay. Do they have a pod kit now? No, I make I made a pod. Okay, kit. good. It's, it's pretty good. cool. Y'all show you. Oh, because I got to travel with this. I need. Some oh no, sure. you'll love the pod kit. Yeah, I got a guy. This this Orthodox Jewish guy has a family business, the Foam Mart down on Sepulveda, mm -hmm. and he made a foam. Okay, it's so nice. Oh, I have to yeah. check it out, man. I'm getting a little see it. geeked out on it. Um, you guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm at Murray B on Twitter. Uh, check out the Road Stories T-shirts at Estoy Merchandising or at the shop at MurrayBlairano.com. And I'm going through the holidays. I'm not going to take a time off. So um, right. I'm, I'm, losing my, I'm losing my studio to my father-in-law uh, in the next couple of weeks. It's only staying for 23 days. That's oh, wow. And uh, yeah. so that'll be no fun. So that's going to be a lot of fun, I mean. Um, and then my parents also. So it's... In the same room? No, they're not staying here. Uh, father-in-law staying here. That's a movie. Parents will stay there. It's two weeks of people we moved 3,000 miles away from. Wow. Um, so, but I'm going through, man. I'm trudging through the holidays. I'm going to make it. So um, new dates for 2015 are rolling in. And uh, thank you guys so much uh, for coming out today. I thought it was Saturday morning. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you soon. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette <laughs> Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon